Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome along to the Short Ball, everyone. Scotty and Mills with you on the 13th of September, 2018. We are smack bang in the middle of the Mitre 10 Cup. We're going to cover a bit of that in just a moment's time. Also, the All Blacks taking on the Springboks in Wellington. Mills, Molina and Scotty Stevenson with you and producer Ellis. Today on the Short Ball, Millsy, uh, we need to start with um, what I can best describe as some workplace harassment. Oh, absolutely. Now, you and I are both on Instagram. At Skills with Mills mm. and uh, at Sumo Stevenson. And, and also on Instagram is producer Alice. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, Millsy, but on the weekend, um, I was hit with a barrage of DMs from producer Alice Gee. while she was at the Gee. 21st birthday that we discussed the week before. I thought I was the only one. No. Well, I got it too. Yep. I'm trying to do my, I'm trying to be professional. Yep. I'm working at the time. You were. And all I'm getting is my phone just. Constantly vibrating with uh-huh. these DMs. Now, fair play to the 21st that had the rugby on. Yeah, true. So that. fair play yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. But when we're in our work environment outside of the uh, the short ball, uh, in our suits and ties, and, mm-hmm. and trying Working to style, mate. that's right, and mm-hmm. trying to broadcast the game to a global audience, what's the last thing you need? The last thing you need, Millsy, is drunk producer Alice <laughs> sliding into your DMs and playing up. She was abusing you. She oh. called you old. Oh, constantly. Mm-hmm. I'm not that old. I'm old. You're not that old. You're, you're younger than me, so what does that make me? Ancient. And then I get one, and I wish I'd saved it, with a shot of me on the television and with the words, please leave. <laughs> please leave. Now, producer Ellis, it's a good time to bring you, a good time to bring you in here. Now, Ooh, look, bit, you're, you're, you're a bit crackly you're, today. You are crackly today. You're, that's all right. Now you've got it. Is that better? Yeah, there we go. There you go. Hi. Your finger on the button. <laughs> Producer Alice, I know that the 21st birthday was in Hamilton, and Millsy, as you she, know better than hey, most, yeah. as you know better than most, um, stuff happens in Hamilton that you just can't explain sometimes. Mm. But Alice, do you, do you think that now would be an appropriate time to perhaps apologise to both of us for your behaviour? Look, <clears throat> Hamilton got the better of me. Mm-hmm. I will admit I couldn't handle that particular jandal and I have apologised to you both off off mic well, but I, I will I want you to apologise to the short ball <laughs> listeners as well I mean they're all affected we're a family yeah. 
We're a family, and when one of the family goes off the reservation, it takes the entire family to put things right. Sorry. Alice, we've talked about this before. Were you on the Smirnoff Black Isis? Yeah. They mm-hmm. were on, so the mm-hmm. tab had like a deduction off the price of those, so mm-hmm. obviously I'm on a... Uh, yeah. what, what have I told you before about getting on the premix Smirnoffs? Smirnoff. What have those, I told? What have I told bad you? for me. Yeah, they're bad for you. <sighs> right, Alice. I know that you may not have a lot longer on the short ball because this is now before mediation. This incident on the weekend. But can we can we try to make sure that this never happens again? I can do my best, but I can't speak for <laughs> I can't speak for drunk Alice. Drunk producer Alice is uh, it's a sight to behold, Alice, and and we just you know we we were a little uh, fair to say, Mills, we were a bit upset, weren't we? I mean, it was just the level of of anger directed at us. I thought you know we never. Well, I wasn't. There wasn't really much anger directed towards me. I'm actually quite stoked. She gave it to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, enough about Alice's behaviour in Hamilton, Millsy, because uh, we can discuss that offline again, because I think there's still some issues to be resolved. But uh, right now on the short ball, what a great pleasure to welcome to the show from Wendy Wellington, the voice of South African rugby, the lead commentator for Super Sport, Mr. Yep. Matthew Pierce. Uh, good day to you, Matthew. Hello, Scotty. I'm talking to you from the Jerry Collins Stadium in Porirua, oh. where the Springboks are making their final preparations and uh, you're right it is windy and cold mm. in wellington yeah it's like cape town but without the mountain <laughs> sort of yeah now the wind noise uh, i think the wind noise is great it just gives us that whole feeling like we're there with you matt millsy's Mil- <laughs> yeah. here as well uh first of up uh first of all matty uh you were in brisbane last week uh and the second half just went slightly awry for Russie's men. Where did you see the biggest problem lie? Well, you know, I thought we played some really good rugby in the in the first half. I, th- I thought the score probably flattered the Wallabies at halftime, thanks to two very soft moments from the Springboks. And I think I think the frustrating thing for Rassi Erasmus as the coach has been exactly that—the soft moments, the inconsistency, the the inability to convert a number of very, very good scoring opportunities. And, you know, going into the second half, despite the one-point difference, we still felt that uh, the Springboks were in control of the game. And the second half became very jittery. You know, they, they didn't exit well. They, they soaked up a lot of pressure. And when they did create some pretty good scoring opportunities, again, they failed to convert. You know, you, you get the feeling with this team, if you'll excuse the cliche, that when, when they put 80 together, Mm-hmm. They will be formidable. Uh, you know, if you look back to the first two tests against England, mm-hmm. after the bad starts in both of those games, you, you look at putting six tries past Argentina in Durban, even despite the score in Mendoza, really promising signs. So with the first two tries in Brisbane, you know, they had some patience on attack and, and in, in the build-up and, and, and converted them, but you know, it's the, it's the inconsistency of, of the performance that's frustrating. So, you know, Matty, listening to you, we're actually just terrified because every time we hear the wind, we think you're blowing away. We're actually genuinely worried about you today on the short ball. Is there, is there, no, any, no. Is there any shelter just, there? Is there any shelter where you are? Is there, is there somewhere you I'm can gonna avoid? I'm going to try, you know, shelter in Wellington or yeah. something. It's actually, it's actually just Joel Stransky playing into my phone. Yeah, well, no, he's got a lovely... 
He's got a lovely way about him, Joel Stransky. <laughs> he certainly has. Um, he, knows, he knows how to win World Cups. I feel like I'm in a Bob Seger video. You're against the wind uh, the whole time. You just keep running <laughs> against the wind. Well, okay, I'm are you sheltered? Up to the are you, top of the stand. Now. That's it. See, that's a good idea. That's a good place to be. That's a good place to be. Hunker down behind a chair. I think the listeners, the listeners of the short ball today would have really enjoyed that. That is Wellington on a phone call, no. Milsey. You've been there. You've played at Wellington. Do you agree with Matty Pierce's assessment of the box? Oh, I, I do. I'm, I'm somewhat, um, a little bit. I suppose, like everyone, frustrated and disappointed the way they've gone. Obviously, they've lost three in a row now with the, that last English test. But Matty, I'm just interested. Are we reading too much into, obviously, uh, Rasmussen's um, frustrations and the fact that he's come out and said, you know, if he's not the man for the job, if they lose this week, um, then perhaps he's not the man for the job considering he's got a six-year contract? No, there's a couple of things there. First of all, his his contract was always his director of rugby, Mulsey, and not his coach. And then, you know, he then took over and, the coaching role until 2019 World Cup, and it was never going to be beyond that. There's actually been a statement this morning uh, from South African Rugby saying that, you know, his his position as coach is absolutely not dependent on results the next couple of weekends. And, you know, there's an element of him, I think, using, uh, using those words to galvanize his team. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and say, look, you know, we, we've worked hard on the field. We've, we, yes, we've got a new defensive system in place that we're trying to bed down. Yes, we're trying to do more with the ball in hand, but we've got to cut out the errors, you know, because I think the number of opportunities that I referred to earlier that they, they have and are creating, you know, surely that comes down to, to good coaching. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the errors of execution. Uh, under pressure of, of what's letting them down at times. And th- that also comes down to a massive amount of inexperience, especially among the back line. All right, Matty, well, let's talk about the team for this week then. The biggest changes for you, where do they lie? Well, I mean, to talk about the specifics of the team, I mean, Pollard comes in at 10 uh, in place of Elton Yankees, who goes back to the bench, I think, most of us expected that change for this particular opponent. Uh, the one decision that needed to be made was out on the wing where Makazula Mapimpi went home on Monday injured. And no natural right winger in the squad. There was obviously no point in calling for a replacement at, at that late stage. And so the options available, you could argue, would have been to, to play Cheslin Colby at, at fullback and move Vili LaRue to the wing. That was one option. But I think the most sensible choice has been made. So Jesse Creel will shift out to the wing. Uh, you know, he has spent a lot of time in his still youthful career at fullback. Uh, he's a good defensive communicator. And I think one of the issues facing the box, especially early on in games, we saw it again last week in Brisbane, is just losing their wits on defense yeah. and, and getting a little too narrow. And, and Jesse is one of the more vocal defensive organisers, which you'd expect from a guy who's played a lot at 13. So mm. I think he'll play an important role in that regard. So Lucanio Um comes in at centre and resumes a partnership with Damien Delendi uh, mm. as the 12 and 13 which, combo. Which was, ve- two play it, which was very good against together. England, right? 
Exactly. They played the first two tests against England before being rested in the third one. So they were an integral part of the series win against England. So uh, it's it's a it's a strong looking backline. No other change uh, in the backline. Mm. And then up front, uh, Malcolm Marks returns, and I think most would agree. In fact. Uh, some of our New Zealand colleagues who were in Cape Town last year reckoned Malcolm Marx's performance at Newlands was the best they'd ever seen from an international hooker. So he'll have good memories of that. And, and uh, so he starts in place of Bongi Manumbi, who's on the bench. And then Stephen Kitsoff also gets to start uh, at Lucid with, with Beast remaining on the bench. So the rest of the, the pack is unchanged. And... Uh, just one change on the bench as well. Ross Cronier's reserve mm. scrum half. Embrace uh, Papier has uh, got a little problem with his neck, and uh, so he's not training today. And and that's about it. You know, it's it's it, they're not massive changes. They they know, as I said, they made some errors of execution which let them down, and they know they've got to be better. They know and have spoken about the fact that. You know, more than any side in the world, uh, you don't make mistakes with the ball in hand against the All Blacks because they will punish you. Yeah. Finally, Matty, I know you're at training watching them do their thing at the moment, but you've been around that camp for a long time. You know Rusty very well. What are their confidence levels and and what is the general mood like at the moment? Well, the, the, the general mood is one of excitement. You know, a, a, a common theme in talking to players and management this week is that, yeah, okay, so they've lost a couple of games back-to-back. They did beat Argentina convincingly in, in Durban with, with a bonus point, six tries scored in that game and did a lot of good. And then, you know, not good in Mendoza and a game that, that got away in, in Brisbane last week. And, you know, the stats show you they've never won at the Westpac Stadium. In, in Wellington, but if you don't have belief, then you can't even get out of the starting blocks. And they, they have to believe. And the majority of this team that will go out on Saturday was part of the team that played in Cape Town. Mm. And we all know how close that was. Yes, the All Blacks managed to get it across the line uh, by a solitary point. And, but a lot of those players, having come off the 57-0 defeat at North Harbour, picked themselves up and turned it around within a matter of weeks. Yeah. And they have to take that belief that they came that close with a, with a very similar team. Yeah. All right, Matty. Well, you go enjoy your Pinot Noir and your Whitaker's Peanut Slabs, mate, and uh, <laughs> have, a, have a mince and cheese pie on us as well. Yeah. You're, you're part Kiwi as it is, so you're, you're really making up for it on your diet. Mate, all all the staples of a, <laughs> a visit to New Zealand listed in one sentence. Well done. Exactly you, right. Thanks, Matty Pierce out of Supersport. Enjoy the weekend, buddy. Okay, Matt. Thanks, bud. Yeah, I mean, Matt makes some great points about the Springbok team. I think Rossi Rasmus is doing a great job yeah. there because they do seem to be excited. Yeah. And it is a team that is starting to show some flourishes of ability. I, I just wonder again this weekend where you've got some flashpoints. Uh, Lucanio Arm and Damien Dalendi, yes, they were good against England, but they're going to be under a lot more duress this week with Anton Leonard-Brown, who's playing the house down, yeah. and Ryan Crotty coming back in his organisation. And then the loose four trio for me. Uh, I, I don't think they have the impact ball in hand no. that you're going to see from the likes of Liam Squire, from Sam Kane, uh, and from Kieran Reid. Uh, the latter, or the, the former two, Squire and, and Kane, those are the guys who put guys on their backsides. Yeah. 
Shannon Frizzell came in last week to play for Squire. He's a different kind of player, made 16 carries. Squire probably wouldn't do that in a game, but Squire would try to maim someone. And so they they know that they're going to come in here and, and they've got to find a way for Warren Whiteley to carry more and make yeah. the gain line. They've got to find a way for Peter Steff to make the gain line. Otherwise, who, who's doing all their carry work? Eben Etzebeth and Franco Mostert. Yes, they're great. Malcolm Marks return, that's great. But I just think you look around the balance of both packs and, and perhaps wrongly, I, I think the All Blacks have got it over them in every single position. Oh, way over them. And that's probably the scary part. You talk about who's their biggest ball carrier. Well, at the moment, it's Kulisi. Yeah, I mean he's 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 by far their what their most um, gained their most meters over the last two a few uh, test matches, mm. and so when you've got one guy that's doing all the work and he's the captain, he's got to make decisions. And you send someone like Squire out there just to put an X on him. I mean, mm-hmm. where do they go to there? And I, I know, I mean, and yes, okay, Russie's come out and hope and in the hope that he galvanizes his team and gets them excited they will be excited every single time a team comes here they're excited to play the all blacks because they're the best in the damn world the you don't, scary you don't have to you don't have to say I'll resign if we don't get the results to galvanize no. your team that's ah. a zero sum proposition there exactly you're the coach go exactly. with it Just, he's, and he's a great coach and he's right. proven over the years when he was with the cheaters and um, and being the director he's a fantastic coach but they don't need uh, well I don't I don't think they needed that to galvanize them you come here you're excited the scary part for me is that the All Blacks I I would think they would would have gone away from the Argentinian test knowing fully well, yes, they had seven changes, but they didn't play as well as what they, they could have played. And the Argentinians put them under some, some pressure. Now they've got yep. guys that have been sitting there for the last week in Nelson um, watching guys go out there and get an opportunity who were twiddling their th- fingers and thumbs thinking, I want to go out there and show show why I am a starter. And um, and that's that's. I mean, the South Africans will be there mm. excited, but I can tell you what, in the in the ABs camp, there will be some guys in there, particularly the loose forwards, that are just licking their lips, can't wait to get out there and smash people. Uh, I mean, I'm looking through this team. Sam Whitelock returns to the starting position. Liam Squire returns. Sam Kane returns. Aaron Smith returns. Budden Barrett returns. Rico Ioane returns. Geordie Barrett returns. Anton Leonard Brown gets a start. I mean, that's a freak show of talent who were either on the bench last week or who weren't involved. And that was a team that put 46 points on the Argentinians. So say what you like about how much pressure the Argentinians put on the All Blacks. They scored 46 they points in that 20 game. points now. Yeah, just right? under 20. And, and they turned the ball over a lot. The All Blacks were the architects of their own demise. Yes. Mostly yes. in that game. Yes. And, and I know we want to find a way to talk up Argentina. We want to find a way to say they've improved. Um, but I'm sorry. They got dusted up by 20 points. And and in international rugby, that's not much of an improvement. To, to be honest with you, I, I thought about this over the last few days because you do get caught up in the occasion. You think to yourself, yeah, they scored some wonderful tries. Yes, they played for 80 minutes. They changed their bench strategy, which was yeah. outstanding. But even so, the final quarter again, the All Blacks were able to turn up the heat. Yeah, And that's what happens week in, week out now against these teams. In the final quarter, when the All Black bench goes on and makes an impact – the other benches in international rugby are struggling to get themselves into the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just you've just named guys. They were either on the bench last week oh, or didn't, didn't play at all, and now they're starting in, in a in this game against the first game against the Springboks. Right. I mean, wow. And and I'm not I'm not here to say the Springboks have no chance because I value 
the oh, rivalry yeah. too Absolutely. much for that, and so do you, and yeah. you've played in it, mate, and so you know what it's like, and you never count out a South African <sighs> performance. So, and Matt made the good point. I mean, last year in Albany, that 57-0 drubbing, mm. and, and what, three... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Weeks later, it's 27-26, whatever the final score was in Cape Town. And that's a dramatic improvement. That's huge. Right. I mean, but, but I think we talk these days about how much scope for improvement have these teams got and how much variation... The other consideration here is in the all-black performance between 10 out of 10 and 5 out of 10. And at the moment, if, if you're going to be a hard marker on the all-blacks, you're giving them a 6 out of 10 for Saturday night. But that's their own variation in performance yeah. with a lot of changes. Yeah. That's, that's nothing to do with the other side. So, you know, I think you get what I'm trying to say here. The yeah. Springboks are going to have to be really bloody good. Oh, they have to be. I mean, and, and this is why the all-blacks are so good. You can't. In an all-black environment, you can't go to Argentina Mendoza after a performance in Cape Town. If you're well at home, that you've just beaten the team convincingly, go over there and lose. Mm. You can't then go, you know, back to back and lose again. You talk about the Albany game, and, and, and Matty mentioned Malcolm Marks. That game, he he couldn't hit, hit anything in, the, in his lineout. So the following week, they played in South Africa, and he was, as you said, probably the best performance from yeah. a, from a hooker you've ever seen. But the All Blacks don't do that, you know. No one in that team sort of, you know, all of a sudden, and then the All Blacks still go there and win. And that's that's the difference, you know. And so, no one there has a, a dramatic sort of um, loss of performance, or the team has a dramatic loss of performance. If anything, if you're talking about six out of ten, okay, that's six out of ten, but they still win by fifteen to twenty odd points. That and that's the point. And the other thing about it is that you've got players in that All Black environment who can cover. If you're having a not so good day. Mm then other people will step oh, up around man. you. Big time. But when you're as important to a team as a Malcolm Marx's or a Sia Khaleesi or a Franco Mostert, Eben Itzabeth, Warren Whiteley, uh, Alton Yankees, if one of those guys has an off day, the team suffers. Yeah. And and I think that's where the All Blacks have been so good. And look, you know, I don't I don't need to sit here blowing smoke up the All Blacks' ass. I mean, they, they know how good they are. The world knows how good they are. They're the number one. But, you know, what is it? And and this is the, the thing that people are trying to figure out is that what do they have that other teams don't? And I was thinking about this in, in this week's column. You know, I brought up the subs yeah. strategies last week. The minutes and The minutes yeah. minutes played. And I was thinking about this and um, and just going through it writing this week for Rugby Parson. If you're 
if you're Damien McKenzie and you've played 10 test matches, mm-hmm. how many minutes does that equate to? Whereas if you're <laughs> on the bench for Argentina and you've played 10 ma- test matches, or for South Africa or for Australia, mm. how many minutes does that equate to? And you go through the minutes played so far in the rugby championship, Tetoiro Tahuri Orangi is the only All Black to have played under 10 minutes of footy. Right? And yes, granted, he's had one appearance. Yeah, yeah. It's a rarity that an All Black bench player will be on the field for less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Whereas it's very common for other teams to do that. So if you follow my logic, a Damien McKenzie might get to 10 tests at the same time as an Argentinian reserve back or yeah. a South African reserve back. But in that 10 tests, he may have accrued 300 minutes <laughs> versus a guy who's only on for five or six yeah. or seven at a time. Yeah. He gets to 10 tests having only accrued 70 minutes. Yeah. There is a massive difference yeah. between the 300 minutes that a Damien McKenzie or, or another bench player in the All Blacks is accruing over 10 test matches and the 70, 80, 90, 120 that other players are accruing. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think their bench strategy has been so good in the continuity and the development of players. Yeah. More minutes and fewer tests mm. than other players around the world who are in those backup positions. Yeah, and then alongside with that, when guys that are have been the starters for many years in that position all of a sudden these guys have slotted in and it's that's, just like that's nothing right. right but you also got to have trust to be able to do this right you've got to have trust to be able not just over a season for but for a number of years and so when you look at things like that I mean where where do other teams start do they start you know is this the template do they look to follow the All Blacks yeah. oh, or you know because they, they need to start now because yeah, the, so, fu- oh. the future of the games and versatility mm. right. I'll give you an, another example Milsey and um we, we've talked about this on our sh- on our other show, and uh, Damien McKenzie, when he came on the field, <laughs> right uh, in the last test that Bowden Barrett played in against uh, Australia, yeah. In the time Damien McKenzie was in the game, he touched the ball at first receiver seven times, yeah, did, and yeah. Bowden Barrett touched it four times. Oh. Damien McKenzie basically assumed the job of the first receiver slash playmaker, and Bowden Barrett sat out too wide to take advantage of his skills. Now, what other team, what other team does that? You put a replacement back, utility back on the field, and you slot him into yeah. playmaker yeah. as the reserve. Seriously, Jesus, man. that that does not happen no, for most it, other teams. No, because you're used to coming on. Well, I mean, off the bench, and you sort of wait. For, well, not wait, but yeah. you, you let the, you let the guy. And Boda Barrett carved up that game too. Hundred percent carved up, and then carved up even more. And it was Damien McKenzie who sparked. I think it was fourth try of the night against oh. Australia. I mean, it was a wonderful performance. But that, you know, that's amazing. Here's your backup ten slash fifteen slash winger coming on and just saying, "Well, I'll slot in here. Thanks very much, because I'm going to go. And, I'm going to make the play." Uh, Sunny Bill returns this weekend as well. Milsey, are we excited about Sunny Bill? Oh, I am. I'm looking forward. To, I mean, he's he's had a pretty disruptive year, to be totally honest, mm-hmm. hasn't he? I mean, um, that French test, I thought he 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 um he was very sound. I like the maturity he's starting to show now. Like a lot of things that he's doing, he's a fine wine. He is, eh? I mean, I mean, you got to remember when he first came came out. I mean, he's just growing his game. Alice just the, peaked up when we mentioned wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the wine, hey, getting Lino, straight back on alcohol. <laughs> um, but he's he is, and and. When when he's there, he's, he's he's a calming. He's becoming a really real calming influence, and and you you notice that when you was down in Dunedin watching that French game, just some of the things he was doing, talking to guys and things like that. But he's just had a disruptive sort of year in terms of uh, injury. So 
Um, I like the way they brought him back. I, I, um, I, I actually thought that um, he wasn't quite ready, but obviously he is. So, but to to feed him back in off the bench, I mean, he'll get he'll get minutes. Um, so I am a little bit excited about it. I mean, not expecting too too bigger things, but certainly that uh, calming influence is quite. I mean, and again, it just shores up that bench, doesn't it? Someone like that. It's a nice weapon to have on the bench because it doesn't matter how experienced you are at international rugby if you know that. Sonny Bill's going to be in the game at some stage. You're waiting for that, aren't you? Oh, big There's a part of your back of your brain just going, oh, oh yeah. What? Yep. The big risk around Sonny being in there, um, who may be a yard short of full fitness, is as we saw with the Ryan Crotty injury, as we saw with the Ngani Lamapi injury, yeah. uh, sometimes you've got to get straight in the mixer and you've got to play 70-odd minutes yeah. uh, or longer, and that's going to be a test for him. If he's required to be out there early in the game, mm. Uh, he's going to be redlining at some stage. And I, he's the ultimate pro when it he comes is. to his own preparation. Yeah. I, re- I realise that, and I'm yeah. not suggesting he'll be underdone from a personal point of view, but you know that's a that's a big welcome back if Anton Leonard-Brown or Ryan Crotty, and we know Ryan's got a history of head knocks if something were to happen, mm-hmm. heaven forbid. But uh, it's, pr- it's a fairly, um, I suppose, pretty trusting call considering. I mean, mm. good, he's, he's done a pretty good job. They could easily have said, well, let's, let's keep developing him, see what he's like off the bench. Um, but to give him a, re- a well a deserved rest, or if you'd call it that, and, and get um, ease Sunny into things now yeah. off the bench is a, it's a it's a pretty uh, I suppose calculated uh, decision. What have you made of Anton Leonard Brown and Jack Goodhue together? Mm. I thought they were great against um, Argentina. Yeah, they were, weren't they? I, there's something about <sighs> that combo, and and it, it was weird for me to see Anton playing twelve. Yeah, I um what I seen and it was, and it was something that will probably. Uh, grow on as they get a little bit um, the combination grows a bit and they get a bit more experiences it just frees up um, Goodhue to be able to bring his left foot into the game mm. which um, he did uh, um, in that first first half so you know at the moment you know he's just concentrating on his on his role and uh, carrying well defending well which is something that he really does but then Anton comes into the mix and gives him a little bit more stability in terms of his, you know the, the connection and defensive and, and also attack, but also it allows sort of Jack Goodhue to start showing his other skills um, mm. that he hasn't quite. Um, well, it, people haven't seen in particular that that left foot boot. And the the older he gets and more experienced, the more that'll come out. And I just like the way that Anton's gone about. This. I mean, he's come off the bench, um, had a quiet Super Rugby, but his influence off the bench has been huge. So he's deserved to start. Um, and last mm. week, um, you know, that try that he set up, you know. Uh, he's back to his uh, young best, if you could call him old. No, 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 I like it. I like what you've done there. Uh, of course, the Wallabies playing Argentina and Rabina. 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 Not to be confused with Ribina, which oh. is a black currant drink. Uh, but they're playing in Robina. Oh, it's uh, Rob, is it? Robina. Robina. <laughs> okay. Um, because that's the state of that. Do you give the Aussies, uh, the Argies a chance? No. You don't? No, Australia's turned a corner. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought that. Oh no! I don't. You know what? Uh, yeah, all things being equal, I would give them a chance, but I, mm, surely no. Australia kick on from here. You you cannot beat the Springboks and then lose to the Argentinians at home. Mm. You've had home advantage. You've played at home consecutive weeks. It's all there for you. You've developed some combinations. Scrum was very good. Oh, scrum was good actually. Yeah, that's, and, that's a positive. You know, I just, I, I know it wasn't, I know it wasn't flash. I know, but it was a win, mm. and a win's a win, and it's a confidence team. They get the win, they can move on from that. Yeah. And uh, surely, Australia make a statement this week. And if they don't, well, they've got more trouble than the early settlers. That team, because <laughs> I, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know that we again, mate. I know that we want to say Argentina's improved, and and yeah, there are there are signs that their running game's improved. If they can hold the ball, they they'll be a bigger threat. But I, I just can't see it. I cannot see them beating the, the Wallabies at home this weekend. And and again, if they do, then then Australian rugby's going backwards. That's well, all I've got to say about it. Yeah. Well, I give them a chance. You give the Argentinians a chance. Yeah, I don't really want to, but I, I think I've seen enough for them to say. Well, hopefully, they they're the out of the two teams that of the last couple of weeks, they've made the biggest step. And you know, I, I honestly, I'm a bit like I'm well, was a bit like you. You know, admittedly, after the All Blacks had won, I thought, wow. No, you mean jaded and cynical? Is that what you're trying to say? No, 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 not at all, mate. And. And I thought, you know, the All Blacks are too good. Producer Alice is nodding this. She knows exactly what you're trying to say. Just <laughs> come out with it, mate. But at the end of the week, well, 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 now I'm thinking, well, actually, the Argies did do a decent job. You know, I think they have actually improved. And I think out of the last two games, I think they're starting to get their, their game together. They just need a bit more confidence. They need to be able to go, man, we can do this. A small chance then. Okay. Okay. Last week on the pod, we, um, we stirred up a hornet's nest talking about South Africa. Did we? And uh, I did. And you sat there and were hiding in the corner in case I got in trouble again. I but, did, did. No, I? you didn't. No, you you were agreeing with me. You remember we talked last week about South Africa and their attitude towards Super Rugby and the constant threats about moving north. Yep. Do you know what? Do you know I can report today on the uh, on the short ball Millsy? and this is called burying the lead. That there is interest in Super Rugby in Los Angeles at the moment, and there is interest in Super Rugby in Hawaii. Hawaii. I at was the waiting moment. for that. And there is interest in the Pacific Islands, although from what we understand, the bid is nowhere near where it needs to be for Fiji to host a team. Uh, there's certainly interest in Japan to keep in this tournament. There's certainly an appetite to work with Australia to make sure that things are strengthened up on the other side of the Tasman. And now the sticking point seems to be what Argentina might do, whether they would follow South Africa to the Northern Hemisphere. Oh, and, and, and here's the thing. If they do that, they are dumb. Silly. But if they stay in this side of the hemisphere and South Africa, as they've threatened to do, decide to throw their lot in with Europe, then then all power to them. But I, I'm starting to get pretty fizzed up about the potential for it. LA, Hawaii. Well, I'm just saying the West Coast of America, you know, you've got Major League Rugby that's had its first year. It's starting to establish itself, um, you know, despite what the doomsayers say about uh, American rugby. It's growing. Get on board. Um I would like to see this. Oh, I, I would like mate. to see some viable alternatives so that, that whatever organisation succeeds Sanzar or if Sanzar remains in some way, shape or form, that we have a super rugby competition that has integrity, that is a round robin, genuine, and that doesn't have the same travel factor concerns that the current system has. But I, I'm very excited. If there is interest in this tournament from oh, the yeah, West Coast yeah. to the States, oh, around yes. the Pacific Rim, then then I'm, I'm good to go with it. I'm with you, mate. Yep. Oh, I'm absolutely with you. I um, it, it will take a bit of time, and you're going to have to start. Well, they're going to have to start doing it now because well, they're running out of time. They're going to have this competition in place in a couple of years. Well, if they if they do get it sorted, okay. It, I mean, it will take time for those teams to get up to to, to scratch. They might get a few hidings every now and then, but you know, look like, like the Argentinians got Nelson, but they've improved. Well, they have, mate. They they that try that was disallowed. They get that. They came out of the break. Wasn't a try. No, it wasn't it was a try. <laughs> but it could have gone. It, okay, oh. I grant you that. I grant you by a millimetre, right? Yeah, whoever yeah, painted that by a millimetre. Line, I know it was a blade of grass. No, I'm w- I'm with you. I'm I'm probably being unfair, but yeah. I just 
to me, the, you know, it's the end result that matters. And the end result was 46 points against them. And another loss. Well, it was another loss, but it was uh, they're getting closer. Might have 10 cups in full swing, Millsy. It's in finally on the short ball today. How about Waikato? Hey. Damn. Hey, what? What do you mean, damn? Where did they come from? That was a hell of a shield win last week. Far out. Yeah, and it's on the line again tonight. Yeah. Against Hawks Bay. Now, there's a lot at the stake. There is a, there is a lot oh. at stake here against Hawks Bay. And no love is lost between those two provinces no, when it comes to the Ranfurly Shield. So it's on the line tonight, four days after they won it. <laughs> Dwayne Sweeney and Tears, the third straight captain to successfully challenge for the Shield out of the Morrinsville Sports Rugby Club. Oh, wow. What a he painted an awesome game, though. Oh, he, he was Swains. fantastic, mate. We love the Sweens. Yeah. Uh, you've been a teammate of Sweens, and uh, I think he's an absolute gen of the game. I was thrilled for him, and I was thrilled to see the emotion in it as well. And I was thrilled that he sent me a photo of um, sleeping in a Bob the Builder <laughs> duvet on a mattress yeah. on the floor. I don't even know where he was. Yeah, yeah, he had the shield. He was sleeping with the shield. So the shield get to sleep with Bob the Builder. Shield, shield slept Sweeney. with a Bob the Builder duvet and Dwayne Sweeney. And um, I, just, I say again, I only know one thing about the shield: is you never kiss it. But <laughs> so the record here for the shortest tenure held by Hawks Bay six days. Oh really? And oh. now they are challenging Waikato not just for the log of wood, but to expunge from the record books oh. the horror rain. Of six days. This game has got it all, and I can't wait for it tonight. But before we go today, uh, friend of the show, James Parsons, mm. uh, playing for North Harbour last night in a, in a losing effort. Have you yeah, seen <laughs> Have you seen that highlight? I tried to. Um, oh, my God. I tried to look on there, but it, I've got to sign in to Sky Sports. Well, app. It'll, be, it'll be up. We will make sure that it goes alongside the pod today. Chris Eves, inside ball, James Parsons steaming onto it, <laughs> full Benji Marshall into Matt Duffy, who swerves and puts on one of the great swerves and scores the try. Oh, wow. JP, Jibby Parsons, losing his mind over it, as he should. <laughs> I was calling the game. I was out of my chair. One of the great highlights of the season. The loose head prop with a short pop to the hooker with a round-the-back ball to the fullback to score. Oh, wow. Yes, might a 10 cup. Yeah. Yeah. All oh. day long. It's good, eh? Yep. How, I mean, I'm very impressed. I mean, even Auckland. Top of the table, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Canterbury back up there, eh? Mm. And Canterbury play Auckland this weekend. You know, on a Sunday afternoon at AMI Stadium... Wouldn't it be great to see that stadium packed out? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be great just to make a statement from the public saying, afternoon footy, Auckland-Canterbury, the rivalry lives on, top of the table clash. This is old school. We're going 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 to leave the – Yeah, I'm going to go to that game in a DeLorean. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, I'm just going to leave from the car park. Are you calling that? No. No, I've got the weekend. Awesome. Moving house. I don't want to talk about it. Upmarket now. Changes. Please. Not at all. I'm moving next door to you, didn't you know? You should come be our neighbour. I'm not moving next door to you, Alice. Oh, next door to him is not next after, door to me, Not basically. after your behaviour last weekend. I could, I could I door knock you guys. I can't handle it every Saturday night. <laughs> You're back in your box. Right, that's it for the short ball today. Producer Alice, stay off the Smirnoff black ice. No. Promise. No. Promise the family. Promise. promise the shortball Fine. family. Yeah, I promise. Shortball family. No, no Smirnoff, Smirnoff Black Eyes for this weekend.